0: If you're looking for success, it's in the details. Small hinges move big doors. And now your host, Karen Allen. Hey friend, I'm really excited to have CEO, author, podcast host, and branding expert Jessica Zweig with us today in this episode. Before we jump into the show, though, I wanted to give a little extra love to my guest because, well, it's a special day it is. Yep. On this day that the show is being released, January 17th, 2023. Oh my gosh, I can't even believe it's 2023. Wow. Well, on this day, Jessica's new workbook, which accompanies her new book, B, is also dropping. Yes, it is available right now. Yay. So when you're left feeling inspired and motivated after listening to her, go ahead and pop over to your favorite online bookstore and get your copy of B, a no bullshit guide to increasing your self-worth and net worth by simply being yourself. Okay, now into the episode. Welcome back to another episode of In The Details. I'm your host, Karen Allen, and really looking forward to this conversation today. Uh, my guest, Jessica Zweig, she's such a beautiful human. Our orbits have kind of crossed uh, through different people that we've known by seeing her evolve. And so today we are going to talk about everything that she stands for, we'll talk about the company that she is running, Like A boss, Like A Bouse. That is a bouse, not a boss, by the way, <laughs> and also Make her it. book, uh, which is going to come out uh, at the time that we are recording this, which is around the holiday time. She just put me into a little bit of a sweet treat that's coming up in the new year. So uh, we'll give you some more details about that at the end of the podcast. Uh, But Jess, welcome. Welcome to the
1: show. Oh my gosh, Karen. Thank you for having me. I'm honored to be here. Love your vibe and bossness (laughs) and to drop in with you is such a gift. I'm really happy to be here.
0: Yes. It's good to have you. It's so good to have you. Now, one of the things that I love most is, and, and really that captivate, captivated me from the beginning is simply be the name of your company. Now I'll tell you why though, because when I think about a marketing agency and a branding agency. I'm thinking about all the things you have to do. <laughs> like you're constantly yeah. doing. I do not think of B as a place, but hey, I'm short-sighted here. So I'm really curious. Uh, how did you even come up with the name Simply B for your agency?
1: Wonderful question. I love this question. And yes, agencies do a lot. And so that's been its own journey for me as face and founder of this business Of as it's scaled of how do I maintain the being that inspired me to launch this business in the first place with the doing this that it is required to to grow a company but to answer your question i have a little tattoo on my wrist Mm -hmm. and it says simply be and it's been there since my early 20s -hmm. it was i saw a piece of art and i liked it was on this art piece and i like that's cool and i doodled it and then i liked the way the doodle looked this is my own handwriting Mm -hmm. and it sat on my wrist for a good five years maybe longer Until my early thirties, when I went through a really dark time, had a rock bottom, you know, break down to breakthrough kind of life moment, Mm -hmm. uh, which was catalyzed by a really toxic uh, business that I was running. I had a toxic relationship with my business partner. We were financially completely out of money. I was physically sick from uh, running my body into the ground. I got out. Autoimmune disease from it. I was depressed. I couldn't carry it anymore because at the core of it all, I was really living a lie. Everyone from the outside in saw a very sparkly, successful, happy girl, mm-hmm. and then the inside it was the opposite. And I, I think when you live out of alignment, it, you can only do that for so long. It catches up with you after so so much time. And I came crashing down one very specific afternoon. And I uh, was bawling and tears streaming down my cheeks and just looked down and saw this tattoo on my wrist and actually heard a higher voice, my higher self, voice of spirit, whatever you want to call that. It was a very clear voice. And it told me that I had to change my life, that I had to walk away from what I was doing, that it was no longer serving me, that I had reached the limit of that inauthenticity. For whatever reason, spirit knew I was always going to stay an entrepreneur. I was always going to go and do my own next thing. And Spirit told me that whatever I do next, I have to name it Simply Be as my own constant reminder to always be in alignment and follow my truth and stay authentic. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even know who I was, what that meant, but that was really the catalyst to the journey of the inner work that I started really getting serious and doing in my life. And that's really where Simply Be came from. And I believe Mm -hmm. because I started from that place of alignment and I focused on my own shadows, And, you know, darkness and out of alignment, Mm -hmm. I, or misalignments is the real reason my business was able to succeed. Mm -hmm. So that's where the name came from.
0: Oh my gosh. I love that in every way possible. And a lot of questions started to come up, but the first one, you said that you felt out of alignment. I think we've all maybe noticed when we're out of alignment, but so quickly ignore it Because like, how often do we ignore ourselves, right? Put ourselves on the back burner, our needs, our wants, you know, what have you. And really what's happening though, is we're denying ourselves our, our truest self. Because when you're out of alignment, then you're really not in flow, I think that, right. But we, we get these little inklings and and we can notice them. Were there any signs before, obviously, you know, the, the gravity that comes with an autoimmune disorder or anything like that, were there other signs that you started to notice? Like,
1: I think, and that really spoke to I'm out of alignment. Yes. I was at the stage in my life prior to then where I wasn't as awake as Mm -hmm. I am now. Mm -hmm. Right. I wasn't as in tune with the subtle and the overt, frankly. Messages that life presents itself, and I mean, I was waking up every single day, going to bed every single night in massive states of anxiety. Mm-hmm. Right? I was not in a good place in my romantic partnerships. Mm-hmm. I was getting physically sick. We weren't making any money. Yeah, you're like there's tons felt, of signs, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> like and and I think that the, today in my life, I, and listen, I've been running Simply be for six years, and has has it been one straight line of alignment for six years? No. You know, but I'm able to I think the moments that we're out of alignment are necessary for us to to learn. They're teachers. And at this stage in my career, after building this thing, I mean, I was twenty six years old when I started my first company. I left at thirty three. today i'm forty one. I have learned that alignment is simple and it it equals and it is the same same as joy that's really that it's really that. And what brings you joy, what makes you feel light, what makes you feel like you're having fun. And from that place we manifest and not just for our own gain, but for the impact and the service and the generosity and the multitude of joy for others that we can create from and for, because we are so filled up and our cups are, you know, our cups are full and that's really all I look for now. It doesn't matter if it's work, life, a meeting, an opportunity, a piece of content I create, like, does this bring me joy? That's the, that's the question I'm asking now. And I was not at, at all as conscious at 29 or 26, you know, to even know that connection. Yes. Joy is one of my favorite
0: words. It's actually the name of my customer avatar as well, because it just, yeah. it resonates so deeply. with yeah. me. I love, it is, that. I, I love that. I love that. And you're right. You know, It's sometimes you could find yourself getting frustrated when you're out of alignment, but you don't need to feel frustrated because as soon as you notice it, that means that you're aware and you can pull yourself back in. Like you don't have to feel any shame towards that. You don't have to judge yourself about it. It's just now that you notice you're out of alignment. What's your response to that? And I think the best thing we can do, and this has been my own journey is learning to trust yourself, right? Yes. Learning Mm -hmm. to trust yourself, whether you are out of alignment about to take a big leap of faith, uh, you know, and do something brave or, or say like letting your nose be your nose. Like that's a a level of trusting yourself as well. Yes.
1: I also will add to that, that it's about empowerment as well. You know, trusting yourself and knowing that you, you've got you, you know, that you've got this, that you can do this and not being a victim. And I only say that from my own experience, because I have played that card a lot. Just this is so timely, this conversation, just to tell you a fun kind of maybe woo woo, depending on you might think it's great, you might think it's weird, but I'm super woo. And (laughs) at the beginning of 2022. So this year, I pulled an angel card on January 1st. So coming up on a year ago, and it was, a, it's a very important deck, Oracle deck for me. And I only go to it on the beginning of the year. And I pulled the card alignment and I was like, sweet, this is going to be the year of alignment for Jessica. And then another fun fact, woo woo. I have a crystal wand it sits on my altar. I've had it forever. Well, around September, it broke. Cool. And for the record, I've had a very tough year. I, this 2022 has kicked my butt. I haven't been transparently One of the hardest years would simply be for me on a personal level, just because of a lot of changes, heartbreak, disappointments, like uh, we can get into the details if you'd like. But my point is the lesson for me was this is the year you thought you were going to be in alignment, but this is the year that actually taught you what out of alignment really feels like. And you have the power, you are empowered to make changes. Mm -hmm. So that and not be not be the victim to it, because frankly, at certain points in 2022, I was Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to trust myself to say to say you know reflect back what you said, Kieran, that I have the power and ability to change my life, Mm -hmm. and it's only up to me. No one is going to get me into alignment but me. Mm -hmm. And that broken wand and that card was the message, the teacher, the lesson that I actually needed in this stage of my life. Because if we don't hit bottoms, we can't rise back up and. Mm -hmm looking back at 2022 now it's almost over i'm like wow i'm really grateful that this year kind of sucked mm-hmm. because it's shifted me into more alignment and, and clarity in what alignment needs to feel like for me in a way that i've never actually ever had in my life so mm-hmm. i think we all need to be grateful for the moments that we don't feel and remember that we're totally absolutely. in control absolutely
0: and and also you are so aware that just shows the strength of your awareness when you notice you're out of alignment. When Okay. Yeah. So when you notice that you were out of alignment, what's something, if you can share maybe one experience, it doesn't have to be where you were out of alignment if you don't feel, but, but mainly what I'm focusing on, because I think this will help our listeners is, okay, if I notice I'm out of alignment, then how do I bring myself back in?
1: Yeah. Honestly, just being super real, I get really dark. I get really resentful. I get really tired. I get really angry. Everything feels heavy. And you know, that's not sustainable for so long. And I really rely on a couple of things. Like I need I need support. I work with therapists, you know, I work with a relationship coach in my marriage. I journal. I have really deep nourishing girlfriends and friendships that are able to reflect back to me in honesty. Shout out to a solid um, support system, right? Like <laughs> Nothing like a, a, a tribe of people that really like love you, hold you, know you, hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. And then I just got back from a trip and I think that vacation, I think time away from work is a life essential, just like sleeping, eating, drinking water, having sex, good eating food. Like we need to take breaks. Like that's not a negotiable. Nope. And, and so for me to get back into alignment, I needed to step away from work for, I took a two week trip to Egypt and I get that that was a you know luxury and a privilege in its own right. But even just a couple of days, a staycation for yourself in your own city, like shutting off your phone, being with yourself, getting still, getting quiet. You don't have to spend any money to do that. That's how I get back into alignment, all of the above. And you, you have to get off your own butt to do those things, you know, and get out of your own way. And it's supposed to feel uncomfortable sometimes, you know, and that's, that's a good thing. And when we get back.
0: Absolutely. And what I'm hearing you say is, I had tools, I had resources, I had people. And honestly, that's the conversation right now that is unfolding. And and I will say evolving with mental health very specifically is that it's not just for people maybe who have been diagnosed with an illness or a disorder. It it really is for all of us. But, But like that conversation, I feel like, okay, good. We're starting to have more of that. People are accepting that more. But then what does it look like to take care of your mental health? if you're not, you know, someone who has an ongoing disorder or, or illness or disease, right? So part of what you're sharing is the answer to that. It's having the tools and the resources and the people around you who can help you when you're feeling down, when you're feeling off, out of alignment, when you're you know, struggling or, or battling with anything, it's being able to say, okay, I have that awareness, right? Of this is happening right now, and now, what is my response to this, right? Yeah. The things are going to yeah. come. There, we're going to face all of it, but the response comes in exactly what you just shared, man. Using those tools, leaning into those people, finding maybe new resources if you need to. I, I love that, Jess. Thank you so much for thank
1: sharing. Yeah, you're welcome, and thank you for reflecting. And one of my favorite things you just said is the operative word is respond versus react Mm -hmm. and that is something that's been a practice like that is spiritual and emotional maturity that is radical responsibility that is personal accountability those are some of my like not non-negotiables and core values in life and myself and other people that I'm Mm -hmm. close to like you have to have those things Mm -hmm. and when you really anchor into looking at yourself you're able to respond to life respond to yourself respond to the dark the lows the dips in a way that is at the end of the day, responsible and carries you forward, whether you realize it or not, if you're willing to take a beat to respond versus react. Mm -hmm. And and when we react, we just kind of stir and create more chaos Mm -hmm. and sit in it. And that just, that is a muscle that doesn't come, I think, Mm -hmm. overnight to really own that. And I loved, I love that you said that. Your yeah. Inflation.
0: Yeah. And I, and it is a muscle, right? It, it's actually, this is one of the things I love to nerd out about is when you, when you create these new neural pathways, that's mental strength. And so in, in that space though, it is very hard. I mean, you know, when it comes to personal growth and development, it's very hard for us to measure our growth. When you think about measuring your physical strength, it's easier to do that, right? Because are you looking to put on weight and get stronger? Are you looking to lean out? Do you want to develop a certain muscle group and then you can see it bulging or what? Right. So you can see the work you're putting in to develop those physical muscles, but we cannot see it in the same way. And so I feel like personal growth and the journey of, of this, there's a lot of faith behind this. You know, again, pick your area of spirituality. That's not what we're here to preach. Uh, but for me personally, I could feel very close similarities between my personal growth and and my spiritual growth, mainly because it's not something that you can see; it's something that you feel. And one yeah. of the ways that we can measure our internal growth that I love uh, to to share with people is actually what you said when I mean, you talked about the way that we respond instead of react. And so, if there is mm-hmm. a particular area that we'll say it's a pet peeve that awakens something inside of you and you know your automated reaction is to cut that person off or you know to just respond in a negative way and you start to be more thoughtful about that because you want to grow in that area then start to measure your response rate if at first you default to whatever that old habit is then okay you know that i need to create a bigger pause here i need to create a, a bigger break and so, noticing how much time it takes for you to respond instead of react is a very good measurement of that internal growth. I love how you said that because it is true for all of us.
1: Yeah, thank you. No one is immune to so getting caught up in the human experience, which yeah. is hard. It is, is hard. Actually very challenging to be here on planet Earth right now. I think that having that internal sort of—it's almost like an internal. In a in a good way, like alter ego, like your high, your higher self, like someone that the part of you that is above it, right? That is your higher mind. I mean, today I was driving to I picked up a smoothie before I came in the office and I was like someone kind of cut me off and I felt like this inside, you know? And I and I felt my higher self go, Wow, Jess, you're tired. You're you haven't slept well this week. Wow. Right. Like you're under-resourced a little bit. So that had nothing to do. So be, so be careful today yeah. because there's going to be other things that might trigger you that have nothing to do with you, but you're just tired and you might feel a little bitchy and yeah. like, just be aware. Yeah. And so, and that was a moment for me like, okay, wait, I think I've grown. I think I'm, you know, like, and so to your point, yeah. Listen to yourself. Yeah. And and also yeah. another beautiful thing is when other people reflect it back to you, like Mm. take in when someone sees you at an event, they're like, wow, your energy is different. Or wow. I, I, last time I saw you, if you would be going through the same thing that you're talking about right now, you'd be having a meltdown, but right now you're talking about it and you're so grounded. I I love when people say those things, I hold those as treasures, you Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. don't pass those things by let people pour into you with that reflection and receive it.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that. I love that. Now, another thing that we talked about, which we uh, skated by briefly, but I want to just circle back to is how our challenges shape us, right? I mean, we could go on for this for a while, said, But but I think what's very interesting is being able to connect growth to a challenge. Like maybe you would have grown right if you went through it but you can actually see now because i went through it this, this is what came out of it do you have any of those moments where you're like yeah this was a very hard situation but this is how i grew from it
1: yes many but <laughs> i guess the most one of the most significant moments is the story i actually used to start my my book with my book B. I uh i actually our mutual friend ria she helped me edit my book, and she read my first draft, and she wrote me back, and she's like, "It's good, Jessica, but I don't know who you are. You come into this book as the expert, but not the human, and I need to know your story." And so, in the very eleventh hour before I p- presented it to my editor and publisher, is done, I added a preface, and I told the story, and I'll tell it. I'll tell it firsthand. So. Breakdown to breakthrough, simply be higher self. Saw the tattoo moment. I I was destitute financially. Like I had gone down, and I was in over seventy five thousand dollars worth of credit card debt. I had negative one hundred dollars in my bank account. I had nowhere to turn. I I was borrowing money from my boyfriend, who's not my husband, mm-hmm. and I couldn't do that anymore. And I had a phone bill that was due and it was going, at was going to shut me off. And I, I like, couldn't, I couldn't get out at all if I didn't have my phone. So I was 33 years old at the time. And my parents live in the suburbs of Chicago and they didn't know a thing. They had no idea. Mm-hmm. And I needed, I needed help with my phone bill. I was like a $250 phone bill. I went to my parents' house on one particular Sunday morning. I like it choked up even thinking about this day, you know, because it was so, there was so much shame, you know, in your parents and disappointing them, Mm -hmm. especially my dad. And they were just not even mad at me. They weren't, they weren't like disappointed in me. They didn't didn't have either of those emotional responses because they were so confused. And that was worse. And that morning, like driving to my parents' house, Getting that check, my dad gave me like 500 bucks. My mom was like, give him extra money so she could buy some groceries. I mean, it was really, really horrible mm-hmm. <laughs> because you have to remember that everyone that knew me thought I was killing it mm-hmm. and I, I was destitute. So that drive back to my parents' house from my parents' house into the city, I just started counting my blessings. Like, I was like, I was so at the bottom of the barrel i was like i felt completely worthless like my life had no value mm-hmm. and i just started thanking the universe for all the things that i had which were simple things like i like that i have blue pens in my desk at home cuz i prefer to write in them i love that i have art on the wall in my apartment that i bought at bed bath and beyond it might be cheap but it's mine i have a beautiful little dog that's going to be home when I walk in and happy to see me, like that was the sh- shit I was counting. Yeah. And that really was the beginning of me tapping into what I consider the frequency of abundance, which has nothing to do with money mm. and has everything to do with your gratitude uh, for like what makes your life rich, mm. be just the experience of feeling joy and, and love and just gratitude and, I know it's an overplayed thing, but it it was really at that moment, that was a true pivot point where I was like, I have to turn my life around mm-hmm. and it is not going to start by me making more money and learning how to crunch a budget and paying off my debt. Mm-hmm. It's going to start with how I look at my life, how I perceive my life through my soul and taking responsibility for my own side of the mess. And it really was the catalyst to like, you know, now I run a, a very successful business my husband works for me i'm the breadwinner of our family i employ 25 people you know i'm building a house in nashville like i earned it and not because i learned how to crunch a PL although i got better at it it's because i believe that i have value at the core you know i believe i'm worthy of getting paid what i want being seen in the world how i want to be that i have what i have to give to the world with my gifts and talents is needed in the world like all of that all of that had to change. So I really look back at that moment. I will never forget it. It was like, it haunts me to this day, but it, it motivated me to change my life.
0: Yes. Mm. Very similarly. Uh, when I was in my darkest times, I remember being super basic. That's all I would say to people, super basic about my gratitude. Thank you for this soft pillow. Thank you for clean water. I mean, I was, su- because at the time, very much like you, like nothing was right in my life. Nothing was right. But this is the power of the mind. When we focus on all of our problems, obviously that's all we're going to be able to see. That's all you can see because what you focus on expands and you Correct. miss all of the other good things that are actually in your sphere of, of, of awareness. You've just ignored them. And that was a huge change for me as well. Also very much so. Gosh, just we must be twins or something. Cause gosh, the things know. We're sharing. I'm like, what is what's happening here? But I had a moment also with my parents when getting the business up and running and I did not have anything. And I was working three or four, you know, different contracting, consulting jobs. And finally my mom sat me down and she said, we see how hard you're working. We know that this is going to turn out well for you, but we don't want you to have to stress, you know, because being a single mom, I'm like, how do I balance all of the things and then also build this thing that my soul is pulling at, right? And so what she said to me, that was a game changer wouldn't you do this for your son? And I was like, yep, I would. And I took that check and I sobbed and sobbed because I felt the same thing. Disappointment, shame. I should have my life together by now, right? I was in my thirties. I should have my life together. I should have had this figured out. And so, but it's like, gosh, what an example of unconditional love, right? Which again, you know, one of the things I know I hit the lottery with is my family I I remember very specifically not wanting to share my hardships because I didn't want to be in an, an emotional burden to them, but mm-hmm. also because one of my biggest areas of growth was like being able to ask and accept help. And I'm hearing yeah. that a little bit with you too, right? Where it's yeah. like, and I don't know where this comes from, but I, I wonder if you've learned this lesson. It's when I received help from people who are willing to offer it, that one, I felt incredibly loved. Two, I felt seen without judgment. And three, it it allowed me to release those things that were burdensome in my mind so that I could be in flow in other areas of life. Like I needed to let people help me in on some areas so that I could serve in those areas that I also desired or so that I could show up in in an area with a healthier mindset or you know all of these different it was like it's okay to ask for help. It was, that was a huge lesson for me. It's okay yeah. to ask. It's okay to receive. And more importantly, that's what we do for one another. So yeah. we should
1: be doing for one another. So gosh, there's so much to say about this. So I, I just went to Egypt, okay? And total portal to the cosmic intelligence of the universe, like that is a straight up portal. And I'm very spiritual, as I've mentioned. And so this was like my Disneyland, like real life, <laughs> you know? <laughs> And got a lot of codes, like just got a lot of messages, like w- awakened and activated parts of my understanding of spirituality and my connection to the divine in a completely different way. And really, really tapped into the frequencies of the goddess, really. That's really the sort of um, homecoming that I I have now really wrapped my brain around is that we, we are living on what uh, is called Mother Earth, Gaia. She is a she. She is a great mother. And most of our civilization like if you know tens and hundreds of thousands of years ago before you know the last within the last like 5 to 7000 years when the patriarchy really took over we were a planet rooted in the feminine. We worshiped the mother. We were in sync with the seasons. We we honored the animal kingdom. We har- we didn't pillage the earth. We harvested her. We were in re- right relationship and reciprocal relationship with her meaning with each other. And that the divine feminine and the divine masculine both had value. And now we pull all the value into the into the masculine side. And that's why we're so out of balance, not to say that masculine is bad, but it has become well, no, it's just an out of balance. It's an imbalance. Yeah. It's an imbalance. So back to what you were saying, however, about, you know, learning how to receive, I think at the core, you know, not being able to ask for what we want and never wanting to be the burden or too much, or, Mm -hmm. you know, that's at the shadow side of the feminine feeling like she is too much because she's, she is everything, everything. (laughs) Thank you. Mm -hmm. And the beautiful, simple act of receiving of receptivity is the, I think, highest core value of the feminine experience. Mm-hmm. And we, as women, like it took me until I was about, I'm not joking, 36 years old to realize that I wasn't superwoman and that I didn't have to fight and work every hour and do all the things and take care of everyone and hustle, 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 hustle. Like I literally thought like I could, I was capable and strong enough to mm-hmm. do it all. Mm-hmm. And it has really been the last five, six years of my life unwinding that deeply bound, in, integrated woven narrative inside my cells that, no, my job as a female on this planet, I am a piece of the goddess. I could have incarnated as a man, but I didn't, mm-hmm. to really learn the art of receiving. Mm-hmm. And that, I think, has healed my nervous system. It has made me more successful. It has allowed me to show up in my highest service that, that it's a practice to receive. It's not innate, unfortunately, and we'll be, I think more and more as women like us step forward into our power and lead in that way to create that ripple effect of a legacy. But that's really what my assignment is. That's my focus. And kind of circling back to how we started this conversation, we have to be in our joy to do that. And when we're overburdened and feel alone because we're not asking for help, and we're not receiving it, we can't be in our joy. So That's so true.
0: That is so true. And part of receiving help is the flow of abundance, it's actually in the yes. cycle of abundance, right? I, I yes. always thought about as I build my business, a main reason that I want to build a very successful business is so I can help as many people as possible, whether I'm helping them with resources or, or financial or books or whatever, whatever all that is. It's just to be able to give, but part of abundance that literally the energy cycle of abundance, you have, you're giving and you're receiving, you're giving, it's like, that's how it flows. So for those of you who have a giving heart, take it from your girls here, (laughs) part, part of that power and being in a position to give, you also have to position yourself to receive. And do not feel any shame about that. Because if you have, and you want to practice an abundance mindset, you have to be able to do both because that's how it flows. Agreed.
1: Yeah. It's all about the mindset. Abundance it, has nothing to do with what's in your bank account. It's oh. everything to do with it. it's It's everything with how you think about yourself and the universe and others and what you deserve and what you heard again. Yes. Like I say, if you want to, if you want to call in abundance, tip your server twice as much as you think you that's should. That's right. Like- Spend, by the bag. Yeah. Like invest in you, like yep. spread it around. It will yep. come back to you. Yes. That's a, one of the many principles of abundance, but just being in co-creation with like how you show up in the world with your lights, with your energy and money as an energy, it's all it is. Yeah. And watch how it, how it comes back to you in ways That's- that you never would expect. That is so true. That is so true.
0: Oh my goodness. I mean, honestly, I, I try to prepare some questions for this. I didn't even go to my questions, Jessica, because we were in so much of a conversation and so in flow. I love that. Uh, I love that too. I, I do. So, But I do want to ask you about on the day that this releases, uh, you are putting out the second Copy of the book. You have B out there in hard copy, but let me hear it's a paper copy and a workbook. Are you like doubling down on the good here? What, what is going on? Tell, tell us you're about so the book
1: coming sweet. out. <laughs> All right. So you're so sweet. So I launched my book, B, uh, No Bullshit Guide to Increasing Your Self-Worth and Net-Worth by Simply Being Yourself. And you need to get years. it. You need to put it on the shelf,
0: folks. I'm telling you right now, it is yeah. nothing short of amazing. You're so sweet. Thank you. And
1: it's, part book, part workbook. It's a personal branding book, but it's really a personal empowerment book. And I really take the reader through a journey of how to authentically show up in the world, using their personal brand to drive their business, but also their lives forward. And the book did really well. And this was sort of my humble brag. If I can't make, you don't get a paperback unless your first hard copy did well, like in my book, I guess did well enough. And they're they're releasing my paperback today, my publisher. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot cheaper. It's on Amazon. Like It's a beautiful company. And if you bought the book already, thank you. That's why the workbook is the best thing for you to get. And we wanted to use this moment, launching the paperback to release the workbook because everyone has been asking me for this workbook for two years. There's so many worksheets that are, you know, people have filled out and made a beautiful mess in their their first (laughs) copies and they need extra worksheets. So I'm like, well, I'll give you extra worksheets, but I'll give you a whole bunch more. So there's a whole new set of frameworks and journaling prompts and exercises and examples and case studies for further inspiration. I use my own story and brand throughout the book, Mm -hmm. but I wanted to really take my readers further in their own imaginations to really see themselves in other brands so that they can craft their own. So the workbook is live and on Amazon. As, as is the paperback. And in addition to that, we are hosting a three-day challenge, depending on when you hear this, but on February 1st, 2nd and 3rd called Expand Your Brand. It's three days with me taking you through mastering your message, learning how to stand out in a saturated market and building a, a pipeline through social media and thought leadership to really drive your business with your brand forward. So that's all happening right Wait, now. Wait, how do you get tickets and, to the event? you go to simplybeagency.com backslash challenge and you can get your, get your workbook or your paperback to get your ticket. And it's three days of me live pouring into my, my attendees to really help them set their gears up right when it comes to their personal brands.
0: And in today's world where everybody is thinking about, you know, You're right. It's not just personal brand. If you're an entrepreneur or business owner, it's like just how you show up in the world, how you show up in your work, like you are your brand, but it's very hard to figure out what that is because we are in our own heads so much so to be able to go Correct. through it with an expert and to have 3 days and to have a workbook i mean if you're trying to figure out your brand you know where you need to be february 1st 2nd and 3rd it's right there in the room with jessica so in the room where it happens as we like to say in my house
1: <laughs> thank you i love that i love that thank you and karen you know you're a client like the simply be methodology is really a deep one but it is a simple one for you to really figure out How to tell your story, who you really are, how to show up in the world that's clear, consistent, Mm -hmm. concise, but also very authentic and real. Mm -hmm. And that's sort of the sauce of our our method. And Mm -hmm. I don't often get a chance. I haven't done this in a minute to come on live and really teach and be in community live with my community. So whoever's listening, if you're feeling called, I'd love to, I'd love to have you there. I, I got, so I launched my book in a pandemic. So I got so used to doing like live events on, on zoom and I like bring it, you know, yes. I, know how to do. I do, I bring it so much fun.
0: Yes. Good, 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 good. Well. Jess, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being vulnerable and sharing so many parts of of your story. I have no doubt. I mean, your success is inspiring, but really your journey to where you are today, I find most inspiring. So thank you for being willing to share that with our listeners here.
1: You're so welcome. Thank you for having me come on and I love where we went. By the way, I have a podcast, as you know, too. When I go off script and just chat, it's like the best <laughs> interviews. And so I take that as such a compliment. Yes. Thank you.
0: Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much.
1: This has been In the Details. If you like the show, tell a friend. For more shows like this, go to success.com slash podcast.